What is going on world? What's up everyone? It's Zero here. Today I'm bringing you guys a brand new episode of the podcast. Welcome, welcome everyone to the Apolo podcast episode number three. And in today's podcast, everyone, we are going to be talking about none other than StarCraft 2 and the future of StarCraft. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things in, in this show, and I'm extremely excited for all of you to be to be joining me here uh, today, or I should say tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for, for all of you to be here. So thanks for being here and, and tuning into the Ape Below podcast. And on this show, everyone, it's a conversational show where we talk about all things in the world of uh, gaming as well as esports, but in particular, four games in particular, we talk about Gears of War, StarCraft, Call of Duty, and Fortnite. And in today's episode, as I said, we're going to be talking about StarCraft. And so I'm, I'm really excited about this. And if you guys have been kind of keeping up with the show, you know, everything started right off the bat with Gears of War for me. And that's where, you know, my gaming and everything kind of started, right? And moved into Call of Duty. And I was in Call of Duty probably, you know, at least for, geez, it, it feels like I was in Call of Duty for a while. But I will tell you guys this. StarCraft came into, into my life uh, pretty much the first year that the game came out. I believe it was in 2010. It was late 2010 and maybe even was, maybe it was possibly 2011. But either way, guys, uh, when, the, when StarCraft 2 came out... I had uh, I was at school, which was um, of course I, well, I was going to going to be going to college at o Ohio University, which is where I was going to be studying. And here was the thing: I had my Xbox, my Xbox 360. I was super excited about, of course, you know, going ahead and and I. It's kind of funny because I, I I've always been an Xbox person. I was never really into PC necessarily when it came to to video games, but either way. Uh, I decided to go ahead, pack up my Xbox, and then my grandparents had actually given me a graduation present from, from high school. So after I graduated high school and I was going off for my first year of college, they decided to give me an Asus gaming laptop. I still have it to this day. I still use it to upload or to, I should say, more so edit vlogs. But either way, uh, essentially, I got a... Um, I, I got a laptop. It was an Asus gaming laptop. It was actually at the time a really powerful laptop and you know, and I, I, I really enjoyed it. But here was the thing was I figured to myself, well, if there's ever a time I'm sick of playing, you know, Gears of War or Call of Duty, um, maybe I should go to the store and see if there's a PC game because I showed the specs to one of my friends and they told me, you know, Josh, you got a really, you got a pretty powerful PC that can probably run almost any game out there right now. So I decided to go to the store and I went to Walmart. Actually, I didn't even go to, I didn't go to GameStop or anything, or I didn't, you know, go online to try to find a game at the time. It wasn't, you know, super big to really do that anyway. But anyways, I go to Walmart and I'm of course looking around at, you know, at, at a few of the different games that were out. And I've always been an Activision and, and a Blizzard type of person, but either way, uh, I was looking at just a bunch of games and all of them seemed to be, a lot of them at least, seemed to be Blizzard titles. And I started looking on my phone and kind of fiddling through and, and I was looking to see, you know, which games are, you know, the most, you know, what, what are like the most popular PC games out, so on and so forth. But anyway, I decided to look on my phone at IGN. And so IGN, guys, 
I, I've always gone to them when it comes to reviews and such. I always like going there and seeing what they think about a game, you know, whether it's good or bad. And usually, um, I, I usually like, you know, the, the types of reviews that they do on that channel. But either way, back then I, I, I went on there and I saw, you know, Diablo uh, at the store at Walmart. I saw Diablo. I see World of Warcraft. I know everyone's talking about World of Warcraft. And I almost bought World of Warcraft. Until I found out that I think it was Cataclysm was the one at the time I was going to get. But then I realized I couldn't get that one. I had to get the very first one first. And then, like, and that all confused me. And I was like, oh, so I, I don't really want to do that. That means I'm so far behind, so on and so forth. So I saw a game called StarCraft II. And uh, to put it to you guys easily, I said, you know, I've, I've never played StarCraft. It says it's a real-time strategy game. It looks pretty cool. I go on IGN. It gets a perfect 10. It was the first game I'd ever seen on IGN that got a perfect 10. And so I said to myself, this is the game I'm going to try. And guys, as I was telling you, if you, as I said, if you've been following the podcast so far, there were four, there's been four games that have kind of changed my life in different ways uh, throughout, the course of, throughout the course of my life. And it all started with Gears of War. It continued with Call of Duty. And now we're talking about StarCraft 2. And StarCraft 2, the moment I started playing it, I was absolutely hooked on it. I, I, th this game I thought was brilliant in so many ways. And so I decided to go ahead, guys, and uh, I, I picked up, of course, my copy of StarCraft II and started playing a lot of it. And I worked my way all the way up to Platinum, which, uh, you know, so I was, I was actually only a few... I was probably only a few ranks away. I was in the top five of Platinum 1 or whatever it was. Um, and, uh, to get to diamond and I, I, I can, I can honestly tell you guys, I never got to diamond. I'm, I'm, I'm platinum basically to this day as well. Uh, have not gotten to diamond quite yet. Um, that's been something I've been wanting to, to, to do. I guess I just don't have as much time to play Starcraft two if I, as I would like, because I've been casting so much and, and doing other things, you know, creating other content based around Starcraft two. But I can say, guys, that it was a game that changed my life. Um, and, and, you know, I, I can honestly say this, guys. Call of Duty as well as Gears of War and, um, and StarCraft II. These three games, and this is going to sound probably super cheesy, guys. You're probably going to be like, oh, what in the hell is this guy talking about? But these three games... They kept me out of a lot of trouble. <laughs> I mean, in all in all reality, guys, they, they kept me out of a lot of trouble. And and what I mean by that is when I went to when I was at Ohio University, I don't believe I don't know if it is to this day. But when I went there, um, which this was I mean, this is going on. Geez, this was you know, this is a while back, right? This was 2010, 2011 um, that I went there. It was the number one party school in the nation. It was number one in the nation for partying. And I actually went there because it was actually at the time the number nine film school in the nation. So I went there to study filmmaking. And so that's why I went there. And I also got a scholarship for, for soccer. And, you know, uh, you know there were, so there's there a few reasons I went there. But, uh, you know, partying was not one of them, even though that's, you know, you know, all of us have probably had our time where we've, you know, had fun, you know, going to parties and such with your friends. But you know, this was on another level. And so I, uh, 
you know, those three games kept me out of so much trouble because instead of going to a party and maybe getting into some trouble, I played those video games for hours upon hours upon hours with my friends. I actually got my friends a lot of times to come over and I kept helped, you know, I think these games help them stay out of trouble sometimes as well. So I owe a lot to these games, just video games in general. I mean, you know, it doesn't even matter necessarily what games they were, but these were just the games that shaped me in certain ways. And that's, um, you know, that's important. That's super important to kind of, first of all, kind of just get out there for all of you. Um, video games are much more than what a lot of people are, you know, try to make them out to be, that they, you know, they are very much so taking you away from, you know, from person to person contact. And, and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bad form of entertainment, which is what a lot of people were saying. Now, I mean, video games and, and gaming in general, and uh, as a career, as well as just for fun, uh, socially is starting to be more acceptable now in society. But, you know, for a long time, there was a lot of people saying, you know, gaming was just, there was nothing good that came out of gaming. And I can tell you right now that there is good that comes out of it. Um, you know, I mean, maybe overdoing it and playing like, you know, way too much. Maybe that's not good and healthy, but um, I do think that it's better to be playing video games than get, going out and getting into significant amounts of trouble. So uh, that's something that, you know, I, I definitely wanted to say in the podcast first and foremost. Secondly, though, guys, we're going to be talking about StarCraft 2, and more importantly, the possibility of a StarCraft 3. And, you know, so I, I want to talk about, you know, and I'll probably, you know, touch up on StarCraft 3 here um, as we go throughout, throughout the show. But I, here, here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. StarCraft 3. Uh, why is no one talking about this? Listen, I, 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 I and, and that's something that really has been kind of, it's been kind of bothering me because everyone's just kind of, you know, accepting that, you know, we're going to have another year of StarCraft 2, which is fine, by the way. I mean, guys, StarCraft 2 is easily top three best video games I've ever played ever. One of my top three favorite games ever, all time, okay? I make content consistently every day off of StarCraft 2, okay? So I'm not someone who hates StarCraft 2. I love the game. It's incredible, all right? But why is no one talking about StarCraft 3? You know, I mean, maybe it's because a lot of people don't think that necessarily needs to come out. Maybe people feel like, you know, it, it's 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 great where it's at. Where StarCraft is right now, it's great, it's fine. So why do we need a, you know, another StarCraft? But in my personal opinion, guys, um, I, I really do think having another StarCraft game uh, would be huge. Seriously, like it would be massive to have another StarCraft game coming out, Um I just think it's time, you know, that we, that people start talking about it and no one's talking about that. And so when we, when we bring up Starcraft, you know, it, it's been, uh, it, it's been going on 10 years. I mean, 10 years here, guys, we're talking almost 10 years of star of, of, of Starcraft two. I think we're actually going into the ninth year and we haven't heard anything and no one's talking about it. I saw one video come out. I believe it was from Loco, who of course is a very well-known Starcraft player um, and just StarCraft content creator in the scene right now. And he made a video, um, you know, talking about, are we going to see Warcraft 4 or StarCraft 3? And But that was for, from last BlizzCon. That wasn't even this year. That was last BlizzCon. And he was talking about it, and he was saying how StarCraft probably wasn't going to get a StarCraft 3 as of yet. 
But I want to talk about it. I want to talk about this. You know, I think, guys, that if we want, as a community, if we want a StarCraft 3, we have to be the ones echoing that into existence, meaning we need to be the ones who are voicing our opinion to the developers that we want a StarCraft 3. Like, we, this is something that we want. That, you know, and I know a lot of people are saying that they wanted another Diablo game. And, you know, so they're obviously going to be getting that. So StarCraft, I think, is the next one that needs to be made at some point or another. Now, guys, we're going we're gonna to kind of get into um, one thing here. You know, I, I'm going to kind of keep coming back to the StarCraft 3 idea because it's something I think that needs to happen simply because of graphics. I think that the graphics now would be sensational for a StarCraft 3. Absolutely incredible. I, You know, a lot of people say, you can't get much better than StarCraft 2. Well, you know, we've been saying this for years with so many different games, guys. I mean, just think about it. I mean, you know, Call of Duty, lots of people thought it's not going to get better than Modern Warfare 2. And then Black Ops 2 happened. And then other, you know, it's just these things happen. There's there's other games that, that outdo the last one. If they made another CSGO, people would say, you know, well, there's the OG CSGO that had those, you know, older, older school kind of graphics that made it so iconic. Well, yes, but... You could make, uh, you know, even a better CS, another better Counter Strike eventually. The same can be said for pretty much any game out there, you know, that ha that was designed in the past five years, right? You know, I'm expecting Gears of War five to be better than Gears four, and Gears of War four had incredible graphics and such. So, you know, these are things, guys, that I think that we need to be talking about consistently. So let's talk about here. One thing I wanna wanna get into is StarCraft two. As a spectator sport, I think this is awesome. So check this out, guys. Um, as I as I'm kind of like you know going through this entire thing, we're gonna like talk about a couple of things here. So number one, I want to talk about why StarCraft II is the best spectator sport. This is something that I think is super important. Um, for us to, to, to just talk about it. and and I, I look guys as being a person who has been around StarCraft 2 for years ever since I've you know I pretty much as, as long as I can remember StarCraft 2 has been the one esport I've consistently come back to I have constantly come back to to StarCraft 2 as a uh, as from just a spectator standpoint as as far as like watching it on my phone I can just consistently come back to StarCraft 2 it, it's the easiest to come back to and I, I never get sick of watching StarCraft 2 games I just I've never have and I don't know if everyone else is like that but I just I believe that it is the best spectator sport uh, or esport um so let's talk about it. now in its sixth year the StarCraft 2 World Championship Series global finals kicked off at BlizzCon 2018 with a bang, um, taking out all right Maru and a rapid 3-0, which was the big news because SOS beat Maru. Everyone was saying Maru was probably going to get pretty far um, or even win the event, but he he you know he got eliminated relatively early. Didn't have a very good uh, tournament, but this is the thing that ends up happening, guys. You know. StarCraft 2 it's all about you know it's all about you it's a 1v1 esport and that it's the most difficult esport in the world to master um, and so that's that's why that's why guys it's it's probably of course like the, the the toughest game out there in the world number 1 number 2 guys StarCraft 2 there are so many intricacies that consistently is never a given the smallest advantages and disadvantages that can turn the tide on any storyline no matter how long the build up that's what makes it one of the best esports of all time not just to play but to watch um, they also like they interviewed a bunch of different people 
Uh, Tempo, he's pretty well known in the StarCraft community. Um, he's He uh, does, you know, a decent amount of content based around StarCraft 2. But anyways, StarCraft is the best game to watch because the best people play it. It's the most demanding, grueling, competitive 1v1 game out there, and it really brings out the best in those that play it. And so this is very true, guys. This is a very true statement from a guy um, who's been, of course, you know, you know, he's been around the scene. He's seen it. And, you know, the thing is, though, is... As far as, you know, different people, of course, are going to have different opinions on this as far as, oh, what really is the best spectator sport? A lot of people are going to say, oh, well, if you've been a Call of Duty person your whole life, you're probably going to say that Call of Duty is the best esport to watch um, or at least at least spectate. But I can tell you this right now from someone who's been around Call of Duty for absolutely years upon years since COD 4 Modern Warfare, the first one. I can honestly tell you guys that there's been years that I have barely watched the esports side of Call of Duty because of the game itself. Like, it just wasn't up to the standards, in my opinion. StarCraft 2 has been the same for now eight years, going on nine years. So, that's one reason why I think that this is probably, one, you know, one of the best at least. You have to give it that. It is so... I mean, it's so taxing on your mind and just, it, it like, you just know what these players are, you can, like, almost feel what they're going through, and the narratives are incredible, like, let's, you know, obviously we can talk about, <laughs> obviously we can talk about Cyril, which we'll talk about here in a couple of minutes, but... Anyways, uh, another person, which is Livy B, she says, I think StarCraft has the most enthusiastic and passionate fans in all the world. I think people can appreciate the amount of mechanical and technical skill that goes into playing. You have to think really quickly with army engagements and micro and build orders and how you encounter problems within the game in a PvP environment. Watching that live and seeing how people react to situations, every game is unique and really intriguing to watch. Which is another, she makes a great point as far as like the different build orders and it's always different. Every game is is different from the other, and that's what makes it so interesting and fun. Um, you got Noah. He says, it's the best game to watch because if you play it, it's amazing to see people do things you can't do. So, guys, if I were to, you know, step into the arena and try to play, you know, you know, play StarCraft 2 against some of the best players in the world, um, you know, I wouldn't stand a chance, right? Now, if I were playing against Scumpy in Call of Duty... Sure, he'd probably beat me most of the time or he'd get most of the kills on me. But every once in a while, I might just be able to steal, you know, get a couple of kills on Scumpy, even though he's technically one of the best, if not the best, you know, Call of Duty player ever. So that's something that's very interesting to think about. I just watched Rogue defend a push that I would never live through in my life. It's insane to see things where you think, oh, they can't win from there, and it's amazing to see how fast they react and could do so many things at once. The first person point of view is always amazing. And I'll read one more, guys. Um, from none other than Vibe. Uh, Vibe's been in the community. He's in a he's on a team called uh, Root Gaming, who's probably like the most OG StarCraft two StarCraft two team out there. But I think it's because Blizzard changes the game up every now and again. They'll have patches that make things interesting, and they are good about changing the map pool, which is a great way to change things up and make the game fresh and exciting. This year and last year specifically, we've had crazy storylines with players like Neve and Cyril doing amazingly well, which makes things so interesting and brings so much hype. So let's talk about that, guys. Like, they're consistently changing the map pool. There's a lot of new maps that are consistently coming out every few months. It's like you're getting some new maps, you're getting some new patches. They are always changing things up, which I, I think Blizzard does incredibly well with StarCraft 2. And 
I think if they moved that into StarCraft 3 eventually, we would be in an in a, in a absolutely incredible place. But that being said, you know, we're talking about Serral. He brought up Serral. You know, guys, this is this was the storyline of the year. And Serral, the fact that he did not get Esports Player of the Year is or even nominated for it is mind-blowing to me. Now listen, I'm not going to try to take anything away from Simple, you know, in CSGO. This guy is an absolute force to be reckoned with, but Serral, guys, I believed deserved it because this is the first non-Korean, okay, ever to win BlizzCon, uh, period. We're talking 20 years of Korean dominance in StarCraft, and this year you had the guy from Finland who won BlizzCon, he won BlizzCon, non-Korean, took out all the biggest Koreans in the world at StarCraft 2, and won. And he didn't even get nominated for Esports Player of the Year. That is just, it was mind-blowing to me when this happened. But, but let's just talk about it. StarCraft 2 celebrates a new champion. This year, StarCraft celebrated its 20th anniversary. If it were a person, it would be in college or out working a job, trying to find its feet. It would be a time of life in which big change is uh, is nigh inevitable. Here at BlizzCon 2018, in front of a standing room only crowd that needed to be capped by venue security, StarCraft went through a transition. For the first time in its history, a non-Korean won a global final event. Serol, the soft-spoken, uh, tribly-wearing Finnish Zerg, won the WCS Global Finals. So guys, this guy is possibly going to go down as the greatest StarCraft II player all time. There is a highly possible chance he will. He has won six events in a row currently as I'm making this, this podcast. Six in a row against the best players in the world, okay? And is from Finland, okay? And he just won BlizzCon, which, guys, by the way, I'm going to be making a podcast about this at some point or another, talking about this thought that if you win a lot of the events throughout the year, uh, so let's just say, for example, um, Serral won all, you know, a bunch of events. He won, like, WCS Valencia. He won WCS uh, whatever, you know, Leipzig. He wins all these events, and then you get to BlizzCon, and then he loses. In my opinion, you are not the greatest of all time unless you win the big one, okay? I think about other sports. Think about soccer, right, or football, right? There's, of course, you got you, you got the, the Premier League. You've got, of course, the Champions League, okay? And Ronaldo and Messi, the two guys that we know uh, and, and love right now, have won those multiple times. But they've never won the big one, which is the World Cup, okay? They've never won, all right? I cannot say that they are the greatest of all time, either one of them, because Pele did it four times. And Pele, of course, in my opinion, is the greatest soccer player to ever live because he at least won the big one. Now, now, of course, you got, you know... Ronaldo as well as Messi and there's of course if they would have won uh, at least one World Cup there would be a massive discussion about them being the greatest all time but how can you say that if you didn't win the big one so there's this talk in esports like it doesn't matter no in my opinion guys it does matter okay it does matter 100% if you if you um basically essentially if you win a bunch of events but then you lose the big one so I look at, you know, Call of Duty, 
And if Co the Call of Duty guys, if they won all the events throughout the year, but then they lose COD XP, um, you know, I, I like, or if they've if they've won a lot of events throughout their career, but they've never won COD XP, I can't really consider them as you know, the greatest of all time. I could consider those guys or, or one of those players to be one of the, the, the greats that played the game, but I can't say that you're a greatest of all time if you haven't won the big one. Uh, and that's just my opinion, and I would love to know from you guys what you all thought about that. Either way, the most engaging plot lines are those with twists. How sure we all were at the beginning of BlizzCon, how perfect, how the stars had aligned for the perfect match between Serral and Terran player Maru. Both dominated the respective circuits throughout 2018, winning every, um, every event they participated in, setting the stage for a symmetrical showdown. Of course, that dream was squashed after Maru went down in a quick 3-0 loss early on BlizzCon 2018's opening day. So Serral, guys, essentially... He blew his way through the bracket, you know, quite easily, and then he ends up playing against Stats. He took a very commanding lead early on, and then, of course, Stats was trying to make somewhat of a comeback, um, and then just to be just to be turned down by Serral, who, of course, guys, is is by you know, easily the best player on the planet. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about the best player all time, which is of course gonna be a discussion for another time. But that said, that said, guys, Serral, um, he obviously deserved winning the StarCraft II WCS Global Finals at BlizzCon this year. And I, I don't think that there's really any any more discussion. Uh, this is interesting, though, you know, and this kind of gets us back to the best spectator sport ever or best spectator eSport ever. If you look at this, you know... This is what's interesting. Okay, this last paragraph. Everything grows up. Games, communities, passions, and people. StarCraft has been and will be for many years to come an expression of the best in us. Esports wouldn't be where it is today without StarCraft. Many of our lives would not be where they are today without StarCraft. And the result of the WCS Global Finals showed us that with persistence, a good mentality, and friends who support you, nothing is really impossible. And that is so incredibly true simply because, guys, Serral, a guy who is non-Korean, won BlizzCon this year and, you know, the very first non-Korean to ever do it. And that is absolutely massive because guess what, guess what this opens up the door to? This opens up the door to the possibility of other people feeling now more than ever, especially with StarCraft II now being free to play, so on and so forth, um, and a lot of reasoning, Serral has given hope to people who never thought they would have a chance at competing at a very high level in StarCraft II because, you know, it was just Korean dominance, right? So people would start playing the game and they would realize that they're just not good enough to be Koreans. Well, he proved that you don't have to be Korean to be a dominant you know, uh, opponent, you can still do it. And so it just shows hope for the, the you know, StarCraft 2, but it shows hope for all of esports that you don't necessarily have to, you know, I mean, obviously, if you put in hard work, dedication, day in and day out, it can happen and you can, you can make the impossible possible. And that's why I absolutely love the narrative of this year of StarCraft 2, and I'm extremely excited for next year. So that said, guys, let's move on to uh, to IEM 
Catawiss, which is going to be coming out here, of course, uh, in 2019. They announced it, which is extremely exciting. And, and you know, we're going to be kind of going back and forth here between, uh, you know, talking about StarCraft 2 and then, of course, StarCraft 3. Because I believe that StarCraft 3, guys, we very well may be getting an announcement uh, sometime in 2019. Maybe it's going to be BlizzCon 2019. Maybe it's going to be at some point. I believe, though, guys, if we want a StarCraft 3, we need to echo it into existence. We need to be the ones who tell those developers that we want a StarCraft 3. And why not have a StarCraft 3? I mean, why not? Why wouldn't any of us want a StarCraft 3? I mean, in all reality, why wouldn't we want to have a StarCraft 3, guys? I, I mean, seriously, like, when, when you think about it from the standpoint of better graphics, as I said earlier, but just, like, I, I understand, like, people get kind of concerned when, when you start talking about, okay, there's going to be another one, and is that one going to live up to the to the to StarCraft 2? Is it going to live up to the StarCraft name? And I think people sometimes are a little bit concerned about change and about the, like you know the 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 change that that would come with a StarCraft three. Guys, the let's talk about. I mean, we, we could talk all day about the story of StarCraft two and how they could continue the story of StarCraft. I mean, we could talk all day about. Um, you know, the possibility of what they could do on the, in the WCS side, you know, continuing that basically here, here's what a StarCraft three would do. You want to know, do you want to talk about guarantees? Let me, let's talk about it. Okay. So if you got a StarCraft three and let's say you got, you know, 2019, we have the whole year of 2019 that of course is still StarCraft two. Let's say we get the announcement of StarCraft three this year or 2019 in 2019, we get the announcement of StarCraft three. And let's say the game doesn't come out till 2020 or 2021, okay? Let's just say 2021 just for argument's sake, okay? So two years from 2019, all right? That means that you'd have all of 2019 to enjoy the WCS Pro Circuit in, in, in StarCraft II. Then you enjoy all of 2020, and then 2021 would be the beginning of StarCraft III. So you would still have a couple of years, so it's kind of like... You're preparing, and if you feel like StarCraft 3, if you're a content creator in StarCraft 2, or if you're a, you know, a commentator in StarCraft 2, or if you're, you know, and you're starting to feel really uneasy about StarCraft 3, you can, of course, you have time to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your career, or whatever the case might be, if you want to continue StarCraft 2. Because I'm sure that StarCraft 2, even with a StarCraft 3, StarCraft 2 is still going to be going why wouldn't it why wouldn't would they completely move over to starcraft 3 i mean i have a hard time believing that i'm pretty sure starcraft 2 would still be a competitive game that people would play for you know for prize pools and such so you know so that's number one number two i talk about graphics of course and i i think the graphics for starcraft 3 would be i mean i just think it would be incredible i mean i think the graphics would be through the roof um out of this world amazing right um, but not only that, I mean, I want to, I want to continue the StarCraft story. I want to continue that. What if there's another race that they, that they add? How cool would that be? You got four races instead of three. What if they made StarCraft three more, you know, you got the one V ones of course, which is, which is, you know, what it still is kind of built on. But what if they expanded out to team based StarCraft two, StarCraft, uh, in the WCS, what if you started to support team-based esport 
uh, or esports around StarCraft 3. What if they did that? I'm not saying that it would definitely work, but it would be, you know, kind of a, almost like a, a rebirth for StarCraft, you know, because StarCraft 2, we all know, has gone through some very shaky times, okay? There's been some things that have happened in StarCraft 2, which we are not going to get into in this podcast, that obviously uh, led to a lot of people leaving the scene, a lot of investors leaving, a lot of sponsors leaving the scene, and that was very hard for the scene. StarCraft 3 would be a new beginning, essentially, for StarCraft. So why not? Why why can't we have another, you know, StarCraft? Why couldn't another StarCraft come out? I, I believe 100% that we could get another StarCraft, and I, I believe that it would be, I, I think it would be absolutely incredible. I really do. I, I, I think that um, it would honestly be like, why not? Why not have another incredible real-time strategy game? StarCraft 2 is the strategy game, or I should say StarCraft as a whole is the real-time strategy game in our, uh, in all of gaming. So why not make another one? You know, have one every 10 years. So that gets me to number three, which is when StarCraft 3 would essentially come out, okay, let's say 2020, 2021, let's just say 2021, it comes out. Then you basically are, if the game is a success, if it's a massive success, right, then okay, you're essentially going to have a game that is incredible, that is going to have a, you know, probably a really nice following, a great fan base, and is going to be supported by, you know, the developers as well as, you know, by commentators, content creators, the whole shebang for the next 10 years, because it's every 10 years you get a new StarCraft, essentially, right? So StarCraft 3 could be like, you know, the next, I mean, it could be the, the, the next journey for StarCraft. It could be like a new beginning of, of like the esports side of it, the WCS, you know, with all the stuff that went wrong with StarCraft 2 in the WC, and not really the WCS, because the WCS came, became involved way too late and was put into place way too late in my opinion. But the, you know, as far as just the game as a whole, um, it would be it would be a new beginning for so many people, and I think it would bring so many people back into the StarCraft scene who had originally left after all the things that were going wrong in StarCraft 2. I think a lot of those people would come back. It would be like that redemption. And then let's just say, for example, StarCraft 3 is a failure and it doesn't do well. Well, then you can always go back to StarCraft 2 because most likely StarCraft 2 is still going to be supported um, by the developers, you know, in the WCS because StarCraft 1 and now StarCraft Remastered is being supported by Blizzard. So you probably have something similar to that that would that would go on, of course, with the um, with StarCraft 3. And so so in my opinion, guys, if you all that are, you know, if you're watching this and you're a massive fan of StarCraft, you know, we as, and if you, if you're like me and you eventually want to see a StarCraft 3, we have to be the ones that need to echo this game into existence to the developers. Um, look, guys, I can, I can, I can look up online all of the different, um, you know, Things that the developers have said about any time that they were asked about StarCraft, like the future of StarCraft or even the future of WarCraft, the developers said, which is Blizzard, and I believe this was like two years ago, they said that 
the stories would continue if there was enough support for it. If there was enough people that wanted to see more, you know, StarCraft or more Warcraft, whatever the case might be. So now they're getting, you know, you're getting a Warcraft 3 reforged, which is for the Warcraft people. And that's another great, you know, strategy game for those that are in, into that. I'm more of a StarCraft person, obviously. But so, so I mean, the, the, the question that remains is, you know, Will we get a StarCraft 3? You know, will we get that? And I, and I believe that it's up to us. It really is. And especially now, okay, guys, especially now with all the backlash that Blizzard is getting right now from, you know, Diablo Immortal, from going to mobile games or moving a lot of their IPs into the mobile gaming space, okay? I'm not saying if they made a mobile game based around StarCraft that it would be a failure or it would even be bad. Maybe it would be good. I don't, you know, it's hard to say. But we don't want that to come in replacement of a possibility of a StarCraft 3. And I think I, I think I can speak for a lot of people on that. You know, we would want a mobile game as well as StarCraft 3, which is what the huge backlash was in the first place. Everyone in the Diablo community wanted a Diablo 4. And if they get a mobile game, okay, they're fine with a mobile game, but don't, you know, replace that with Diablo, you know, replace that in, in replacement of Diablo 4, or at least give us something from Diablo 4. Let us see something um, from the game that it's actually in development, an announcement of it. And they didn't get that. So that's what I'm concerned about. All right. That, that's what I'm concerned about as far as, you know, as we, as we move forward, if we want certain games made, we have to echo those into existence. We have to be the ones who tell the developers and, um, you know, show significant interest in it and not just be complacent and okay with, with, you know, just how things are and that, you know, uh, you know, yeah, sure. StarCraft 2 is in a great place. It's growing now. It's doing great again. Um, you know, so it's almost like, you know, a lot of people would say, well, what's the rush? Why do we have to, you know, move to a StarCraft 3? The, the, the simple thing is, guys, is that if a StarCraft 3 gets, gets announced, it's not going to get announced until 2019, obvious, almost for sure, unless we have a very end of year announcement about StarCraft 3, which I highly doubt we're getting. And then number two is that StarCraft 3 wouldn't be coming out for at least probably a year to two more years after the announcement, maybe even longer. So you're still going to have basically two plus years of StarCraft 2. I think that's a lot. I mean, guys, you think about this game has been out for a long time. So let's start thinking about it. Let's really start thinking about it. And let's get into the next thing here, uh, which of course, guys, um, were, you know, T talking about, of course, um, IEM uh, Catalyst, which is which uh, got announced here, and I just wanted to briefly talk about this because it was the very first event that got announced for, uh, of course, for, for StarCraft Two uh, in the you know as far as uh, one of the stops now, which is exciting stuff. So it says uh, we're excited to announce that StarCraft Two will once again be featured. At Intel Extreme Masters Catalyst, from online qualifiers in January through to the Grand Finals on March 3rd, players will be battling it out for their share of a prize pool worth over $250,000, which is absolutely awesome, guys. Uh, great size prize pool for the first event of the year. 
That is incredible. Uh, then we go, we move on. Round of 76 is going to be from February 25th to the 26th, which is great. Um, you know, so we're going to be kind of, we're going to kind of get our first, we're going to start by, you know, being able to start watching some of these, some of these games on February 25th. And then of course, you know, that'll be the round of 76. And, and this is what, this is what's exciting. I mean, you know, for more information about these qualifiers, keep an eye on the official IEM website. So you guys can keep, you know, you guys can keep an eye on that as far as the, the qualifiers are concerned. And then, of course, round of 24 group stage, February 28th to March 1st. And um, this is what's interesting. This will be held um, in, uh, I, you know, ICC Catawiss and good news for us, 2018 world championship series champion, Cyril has accepted his invitation to compete and will be seated directly into, uh, into this phase of the tournament. So he's automatically going to be in the round of 24. And the awesome news about this is of course that Cyril's going to be there. I mean, Cyril's going to be there, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, we are all extremely excited about that. I cannot wait uh, to see to see Cyril at you know at you know IEM Catawiss. I think that's going to be like absolutely incredible. But then, of course, you got the round of twelve through the grand finals are going to be March second to the third, and that's a uh, I you know the question is is with this narrative, guys, is Sim simply put, is will Cyril continue his dominance into 2019? I think that's a massive question that people have been asking is, will Cyril continue his dominance? Can he go a whole nother year of just utter dominance? Or is he going to get beat along the way? Which if you had to ask me, I would probably say he's going to get beat at some point or another in one of these tournaments. But the big question to me is, is could he go back-to-back -back winning BlizzCon? Which, of course, in my opinion, is the big one. That's the massive one. So could he go all the way once again and win? <laughs> could he do it? Could this guy do it again and win BlizzCon 2019? I know we're looking way, really far ahead of ourselves. But that's the big question I've got as far as the narrative is concerned. Now, of course... Um, here, here's what's exciting is, uh, you know, I am Catawiss. Uh, the prize pool is the potential to be bolstered by you purchasing the in-game in uh, war chest available in December, which I believe it already took place. Uh, I wasn't, a, I, I didn't have enough time to get it, which I was really upset about to get that war chest for Catawiss 2019. But you guys got to keep an eye on these war chests. These war chests are incredible, absolutely incredible, uh, to say the least. But, um, and I gotta say the Zerg, the Zerg pieces for the war chest were, were just incredible. But for each tournament up and coming, you know, you're gonna have a war chest, which you have an opportunity, of course, to go ahead and put, you know, to to buy as skins for your, you know, for, for whatever race it is that you play with. And what this does, it can help add an additional maximum $150,000 to the existing $250,000 prize pool. And that's so cool because what the money that they collect from the war chest, it all goes towards, of course, uh, or at least a lot of it goes towards the prize pool, but it also goes in continuing the growth of the WCS to make sure that it, you know, continues for years and years to come. So it's definitely a very good thing to, to be on the, you know, the lookout for, uh, to say the least. But anyway, so 
uh, obviously, guys, that was uh, th those were you know some some really big things that of course happened you know within within StarCraft and and I I gotta say, guys, a as we move forward into uh, like move forward into 2019, I think you know the big narrative is going to, or the big question mark is how good is Cyril gonna play? Is this guy gonna? continue his dominance or is he going to slow down at some point or another and that's uh that's the big question mark and that's what everybody is asking themselves and i gotta say i'm i am i am very excited i really am guys i'm, I'm extremely excited to see what ends up happening to say the least uh in 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 the wcs moving forward in, in starcraft 2 and also the possibility of a starcraft 3 so i want you guys to join me in something I would really love it, guys, if you guys would join me in, in, in you know, reaching out to Blizzard, maybe starting a petition, maybe starting, uh, you know, a, a movement here of people that want to see StarCraft 3 and people that want to echo this game into existence. So uh, join me, guys, and I, I, I hope you all will. And I want to say thank you so much, as always, everyone, for uh, for checking out the the podcast uh today and and being a part of the the eight below podcast and i i really do appreciate taking the time to to to, to listen as i said moving forward everyone i will be having uh co-stars and, and and guest uh guest stars on the show with me moving uh at, at certain points i can't promise that i'll have them all the time or anything along those lines but there will be sometimes you'll just see me and then other times you will see other uh, other guests on the on the show, but let me know who you guys want to see on the show. Um, I would love to hear from all of you. But that being said, everyone, I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day or night. Stay positive, and I will see you guys all in the next one. Peace.